This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. The following podcast is scheduled for one show. Introducing your host, Dax Xavier Josiah. As you are now listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, we run down the announcements from the first PlayStation State of Play of 2024. We also get our first look at two of the latest matches in WWE 2K24. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is off to a really bad start. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot reveals the next expansion DLC in the Goku Saga. Then, in our final stage, it's a triple threat matchup as I give my thoughts on the best and baddest fighting game out today between Street Fighter VI, Tekken 8, and Mortal Kombat 1. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and in this episode, we're not going to review anything new, not until next week. I got something special waiting for us next week, so um, that just came out today, mind you. Uh, so this week, with Tekken 8 already out, and it came out last week, and y'all, you know, if y'all didn't check out my review of that, um, go out of your way to check it out, because uh, I praise it heavily. And you just need to know, understand why. But with that game out, technically speaking, from a fiscal year, it's still within a year span that we got Tekken 8, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6 within the span of 12 months. Not a calendar year, but a fiscal year, mind you. So what I want to do is put these three up, as we should because we didn't get this opportunity to do this during the game awards and it was street fighter versus you know mortal kombat you know that rivalry was back but you know tekken is the game that tells you to hold his hold their drink and then they step in and then show what they got there so tekken is like the third of the trinity of these whole things i mean one can argue virtual fighter as well respectfully but tekken was the better 3d fighter at the time because it just it just was it was more action-packed it didn't focus it was focused more on just simple combinations and over-the-top combinations whereas virtual fighter as great as it is and i did call it uh once like the one of the greatest 3d fighters of all time um basically because yu suzuki really made it into a simulation of a real martial arts you know fight and it was it's still to this day it's like one of the best fighting engines ever um 
but Tekken is just so such a cult classic and such a fan favorite that like it's hard to deny what they've done especially over the years and again i didn't look this up but they claim that they're they get a world a guinness uh, world record for uh longest running storyline and i still have to look that up because you could argue that for mortal kombat you can also argue that for street fighter as well it may not is it may not be i think street fighter is a little bit more loose mortal kombat is it's 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 not as it, it is there but it's not because they kept rewriting the timelines and history after a while so and it wasn't really that thoroughly focused at the beginning but they started developing like when it got to nine that's when they started doing things and it also rewritten the entire whole thing as well but i would say deception armageddon deadly alliance all that stuff like they really did a good job pacing that story all um as the tekken like i it, i don't know I, I i really argue that but they uh, they claim that they get a world's record for that but i digress what i want to do is compare and contrast the three games together to see what i believe in my heart of hearts my own preference what i believe is the best of the three now i will put this out there right now this is my opinion this is my view this is my preference this does not dictate anybody's view and opinion on what they believe is the best fighting game you may agree with me you may not that's what it's all about it doesn't matter i'm not one of these people that just want to review things just to say you need to play this because i say you need to play this no this is how i feel this is what i feel when i play this game maybe you agree with it and maybe you don't that's cool but we're going to talk about why and i'll give and i'll articulate why i feel like the you know it is what it is uh so stay tuned for that we're going to definitely talk about that in our final stage but right now and next week i will have a new review because out today is uh jujitsu kaisen and that game is out it came out it released 12 o'clock last night uh played it a tiny bit this morning didn't thoroughly get into it but uh, i got a i got all week to play it until next week so just ahead of time that is going to be the review next week so stay tuned for that but i felt with my um enjoyment of tekken right now it, it i would be remiss as a fighting game fan of you know uh, fighting games are my favorite genre out of every genre of gaming that it is it just is um it, i would be remiss if i didn't do this so that's what we're going to do in our final stage but right now we also got other news going on in the world of gaming let's start with playstation state of play the first one of 2024 so they really this one was pretty good this was a i mean i feel like they're doing better with their state of plays uh if you've been watching it as much as i have you know that it they they weren't living up to you know the standards you know they're up they were obviously taken from the idea of nintendo doing their uh the nintendo direct showcases was barely or rarely ever disappoints and they always come out with some great stuff nintendo name one nintendo direct even even the the lesser of the bunch still had some great you know announcements and it also had not the indie world <laughs> indie world's a different thing um but the main direct would always have some great announcements and sometimes some day of uh releases which is awesome and playstation state of play would try to you know replicate that but it would do it poorly 
and as of recent they've been a lot better in doing it right now so i for this one i thought it was solid i thought it was solid they had some really really good announcements here um off the top one of the biggest ones was a deeper look into death stranding 2 uh hideo kojima's you know uh sequel to the much successful uh franchise that starts uh stars norman reedus on air i again i didn't play the game i opted out to play the game i love norman reedus and i respect hideo kojima um in his artistry but you know it's I, I i don't it's not for me personally um metal gear is also a game that i just never really got down to but i respect the legacy of it which is why i you know did or i did want to put it upon myself to at least out of respect play in complete one of the games and just so happened to be snake eater of all ones <laughs> which is the game the only game that didn't have like that that snake didn't have any tech that he would have in like you know um sons of liberty or you know phantom um the, the, the other one after that the phantom uh forgot what the other one was but you're the original or a solid um snake or whatever like that so you know that was my first one but i beat it and i did enjoy the story i thought it was pretty cool i also um played the raiden uh you know spinoff which i thought that was a lot of fun because i am an action you know an adventure action rpg type of guy too so i thought they did a really really good job with that but honestly death stranding is like a whole new beast and so i, I remember some people loved it some people didn't because a lot of it you know stems of norman reedus's character just he's basically a carrier service he's a delivery guy and i don't know the deep story of it but he's delivering you know this substance or this kid that is going to help reshape the world and, and you know repopulate the world in some ways like that i'm probably getting this whole thing wrong in this case but um that's pretty much the gist of it and a lot of times people complain about it just all you do is just you just traverse through the open world and it's like just that so some people couldn't get with it other people did and enjoyed the story of it um it was enough it was successful enough that it, they're doing a sequel and they're adding more to the to the story as well and, and you know more actors as well to it so they showed this trailer and yeah i i, I still left i looked at this trailer i'm like okay there's too many weird things going on um you know the you know the whole baby thing coming out of the womb which then also he opens his mouth and a ship comes out <laughs> so that's that's that situation um it was a whole thing i'll just put it like that for those who love death stranding it they uh i'm sure they enjoyed it you know they pretty much enjoyed the uh the look of it, it graphic wise it looks awesome graphic wise it looks tremendous i mean it looks fantastic um it, it, it's it's out, out, like literally out of this world like if i just if i buy it it's just to watch it but then i could go on youtube and watch it as well when somebody go do as an entire walkthrough in itself but man it's, it's uh for those who love this game and love the series they're i think they're going to enjoy it uh immensely it just looks just visually a stunning it's like this is what the playstation 5 this is what next gen you know gaming should look like in a lot of ways um it just looks uh, absolutely great but this time Redis is uh, going to be uh joined by um leah sado uh ellie uh ella fanning uh troy baker is in here as well uh chio katsuni katsuna is um chio lee 
uh, Kasuna is going to be in this cast and, and many more people they probably didn't even announce in this thing too so um you know to those you know get ready they didn't put a they didn't give an announce uh, a date for this yet uh, i believe they you know i believe it may be coming in 2024 but along with this hideo kojima actually came on to announce that they are working on a brand new game a new espionage game um not metal gear solid it's a brand new game strictly for playstation and it's in the works they already in, and they had this drone apparently um zoom out of the studio which turns out to be columbia pictures studio in there which is wow and because he's also working he's also working on another game that is going to also include i believe maybe a movie i know jordan pill or a tv series i know jordan pill is a part of that project they announced that at the game awards along with some other directors as well uh, well-known directors and um it's interesting and as the drone leaves and goes uh and flies higher in uh, just you know scale the studio you see this name and it's called physit which is spelled p-h-y-s-i-n-t this is gonna be interesting uh <laughs> this guy this guy uh hideo kojima is just ridiculous konami can like honestly could konami be kicking themselves in it like i know they're still doing games they're doing contra and they're bringing contra back and all this stuff but how how are you not kicking yourself in the ass for letting him go okay um this dude made so much money for that company making metal gear and a few other games um I believe Silent Hill was maybe I, somebody can correct me on that. I don't, I, I think he was a part of Silent Hill maybe, but, um, definitely more, uh, definitely, uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear really helped, you know, Konami through their whole entire span. Cause they weren't making any many games except for like Metal Gear at the time and, and Metal Gear, uh, S games. So I, man, they, I think they, 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 they really, man, they really dropped the ball letting him go. And I think also PlayStation and Jeff Keighley was also a major help in his evolution of his career because, you know, Jeff Keighley praises the hell out of him. He always celebrates him during the game awards and other events. And then on top of that, PlayStation say like, look, you, you, you want to get rid of him? We're going to buy him up. We're going to give him whatever the hell he wants. We know what, he, what value he is. Boom. People, especially to those who are like entrepreneurs, owning companies and running companies and, and stuff like that, please. I mean, people are always going to make this mistake, but try to remember to value the people that help build you. Because <laughs> um, something like this could happen or something in a matter of he could, they could continue to help elevating you. But then also... Hajima-san may be just, he may have just been tired of, you know, working with them in a the sense that like he needed something new and he's done, he's done it, man. Kojima Productions is now a major, major force in gaming right now. And it's incredible what he does. So along with that, we also got news on, uh, we got to get a, another look, a deeper look at Team Ninja's rise of the ronin a game that i am actually interested in playing but i'm still skeptical about getting it um this could go two ways 
to me this can go because i've had this already this can be in the direction of ghost of shishima or this can be the direction of wulong and if it's the direction of wulong i'm going to be pissed because it means it's like a dark souls like game and it's like it looked graphic wise and, and and you know aesthetic wise it looks awesome but i want to enjoy this game i want to enjoy the story i don't want to have to fight and fend to like i still haven't played wulong to this day and i don't even know if they even tweak or nerf the difficulty level of that game it's just i, it, I just can't I, i'm not into those type of games i'm just not but this looks awesome uh it, but looking at the trailer it does very much look very ghost of shishima and uh, I will see. I, I I feel like I feel like um like I'm playing double dutch and I'm trying to just wait for the right moment to step in to the you know into the um into the field. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't know. We'll see when it comes out on March 22nd and see what happens from there. But uh the one-on-one sword combat uh combat and the parrying system looks really cool in there. The characters look really awesome. There's you know, it's a mixture of um you know east and western style you know they're, they're, they're you know there's samurai style combat but also gunplay as well in here so it's around that time when you know the transition of the feudal era was starting to you know add in the guns and everything to that so we'll see we'll see what happens there um another game that was announced for playstation 5 and pc coming out this year is until dawn a another horror game i probably will never play a day in my life so i am i am uh i am extremely cool with uh needing to play that game but you know it, this will be arriving later in 2024 this is probably the, um the biggest game i popped for stellar's uh deep blade um or blade deep um no it's stellar blade uh which is deep dive uh a game from the company uh deep dive and it's this is a game that a lot of people have been anticipating it's uh starring a uh female warrior and it just looks so gorgeous so freaking awesome it has a release date finally it finally has a release date it's coming out april 26 2024 i am best believe i'm getting this game um this is just it looks absolutely freaking awesome now this game you look at this game and you kind of get a vibe of like this is just going to be hack and slash fun this is going to be just like over the top devil may cry bayonetta style action here i am looking forward to uh, enjoying it there's a lot of you know they we got to see uh a little bit of what it entails is you know it's your basic action rpg style game it has a skill tree you're gonna be able to upgrade weapons and you know techniques and everything like that but um visually it just looks absolutely absolutely stunning and i can't wait the hair just the the detail of the hair strands of the character it just looks so awesome so you know just get ready uh april 26 2024 we're gonna see what this has to offer is this gonna be a fun game is this gonna be at an award caliber game we'll see because you could tell they put in a lot to this game so another talk about attention to detail we got another uh look at capcom's dragon dogma 2 trailer again um I saw this, I saw the first Dragon Dogma and I just, I guess visually I wasn't stimulated enough to want to play it. I heard great things about that game, but I just wasn't there with it. And again, I'm not a big fan of every single medieval like game. Um, medieval era is not one of my favorite eras 
at all. So like it, it has to be a significant type of situation for me to want to jump into something that's medieval esque. Um, like I can, I can handle the Witcher. I can get into Soul Calibur because um, there's some significant, you know, allure to those games. Um, but not every game I'm gonna dig. Like that Skyrim, I was into for a short bit and then I just fell off. Um, it's just it, it, it takes a lot for me to do, and I think the the art design too also may play a factor as to whether I'm going to really get into a game. Uh, Zelda technically is a medieval-esque type of game as well. Uh, I can count that in because the art style of that game is just phenomenal. Now, with that said, Dragon Dogma 2 looks absolutely incredible in this game. And I'm sure of those who have played the first one is, is chomping at the bits to play this. Well, you won't have to wait too long because it's coming out march 22nd and uh you know you won't have to wait anymore but just looking at the, the trailer and seeing the attention to detail of the dragon and whatnot that you that's in the game it it, it looks like it's going to be epic so stay tuned for that capcom is one of the companies that has a history of not staring you wrong with stuff like that it's, it's a rarity if they ever do so uh another surprise is that we're getting another sonic game uh a sequel to Sonic Generations is coming in the form of Sonic and well, Sonic Cross Shadow Generations, uh, which is, you know, it's your typical 3D Sonic game, but it looks very awesome. It is very fast paced. Uh, I'm pretty sure this game is going to be on multiple platforms. This is not an exclusive at all. Uh, is it going to be on a switch? That's going to be another thing. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I really want it on a switch in this case, because this is one of those games that yeah you kind of if you do like the 60 frames per second type of thing this is going to be really good on uh the console on a uh on a next gen consoles and everything so not to say that it won't you won't be able to enjoy it on a switch because um the other sonic game uh, that's on air is really good on air so the open world one is really good on air so sonic frontier I like it on it really surprised like, and again this one of those games is like when people try to you know throw shade people who don't own a switch end up trying to throw shade on the switch's capabilities yo sonic frontier is an open world game that plays on all platforms and it plays greatly on all platforms including the nintendo switch nobody talks about how good that game plays and how open world that game is it, it really plays really well. So I don't even want to hear it. So, oh, and I'm looking at it right now. According to IGN, uh, it is coming to the PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox uh, consoles. Nintendo Switch is getting it and PC. So it, it is coming on all consoles as well. So yeah, there you go. There you have it. Uh, I mentioned Silent Hill um, recently with in, 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 um, in, in, when talks of uh, Kojima. They have announced a new Silent Hill game coming out and it's called The Short uh, Message, which is a free to play game and it is available right now. It is uh, it is already available. You can go check it out. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not messing with this game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Silent Hills is like, no, no. Boris, you if you're listening to this, you can play this with the lights off like you normally do with things. <laughs> this is a joke you need to hear on All Elite Geekly, mind you. Um, 
but uh yeah i'm i'm out i'm out i'm so out like i feel like every time i play a horror movie or a play or a horror movie or a horror game i'm gonna be the black character that you know dies first <laughs> in the deal even just playing the game i'm out so but it looks awesome it looks fantastic y'all have fun with that uh they also did announce that a new silent hill game uh is coming the uh trailer to the new silent hill to silent hill 2 which is a remake project that will be uh that's in the works right now so <coughs> they didn't excuse me they didn't give you a release date but it's in the works right now so uh, be happy with that uh another game judas uh has been announced and i believe this is uh was i think this is the playstation they they of course um it was a first person shooter i don't know if this was a part of their um their vr2 lineup i believe it is okay can i say and i say this all the time i, I the reason why i hate the idea of um these virtual reality games right now one of the biggest things like one i don't like to have you know gargles that close like i don't what am i seeing on there that i can't see on a, on a big ass 65 inch screen or 70 uh inch screen like seriously no it's it's i can do i'm okay watching it on a big 4k uh screen the other thing is i can't stand a game a vr game that has disembodied hands that goes everywhere it it to me it's just like it looks so goofy even if it's like a serious you know game it just looks goofy that these hands are just moving around because they can't you know i know there's some vr games that actually do have arms that actually show because it's like all right then why not just play a first person um you know game where you do have the arms and you can do a lot of things it's like why i i don't know and i get the reason is because you know you're able to do a lot more things a lot more movement and everything but why are we at still not at the age where you can't make all arm movements you know arms connect like disembodied hands is just so it's so goofy to me so that's my deal right there um so get ready for judas that's coming out v rising also is another game that has been announced um it's some it, it's a game it's a rogue like game pretty much that has some uh people compared it to diablo in a lot of ways so that is coming out sometime in uh 2024 uh so stay tuned for that dave the diver had an explosive announcement here in the form of godzilla which will be making in a pairs there's an expansion pack coming uh dave the diver was like a really big hit last year and somehow they made a deal with the people the franchise you know that owns the license to godzilla to add godzilla to a new franchise of dave the diver which is coming may 20 uh 2024 i've heard so many great things about dave the diver um now i'm interested like the fact that they got godzilla in this game i i was i was like i was surprised and shocked to see this so um i may jump into this when that comes out i i looked at when i looked at dave the diver i'm like is this something i i, I noticed looks I heard they said it looks it, it um it's a really fun game it looks it's a really it looks like a really cool fun retro game from the nes era or whatnot but this changes everything like wow it's the game is good enough that it ha now has godzilla added to it okay now i gotta see what the hell is going on here so get ready it's coming may 20 uh 2024 for that another game uh zenless zone zero 
is in development for PlayStation 5. This game looks awesome. It's an anime-based game. But what I'm afraid of, this game looks so good. I mean, really good. It, like, it looks like an actual anime uh, come to, you know, that you get to control, much like you do with a Bandai Namco anime game. But this also looks like Genshin Impact. And as great as Genshin Impact is, the one thing that we all know is that that it is a free-to-play game. So I have reason to believe this is going to be a free-to-play live service game. And if that's the case, yeah, I'm going to have to step off for that. But it looks awesome. If it's not, I'll jump on. I'm just people. I'm not falling for these free-to-play games. It's never free. There's, ne there's always something to these games. These monetization strategies that these game developers do is to me is despicable um just sell a good game make it make it so you can enjoy it offline as well as online and stop trying to juice us and we'll talk about that soon with another game that also released with issues in about a sec so we also got metro awakening vr this is one of the uh vr games with the goofy disembodied hands we also got legendary tales revealed as well also a vr2 uh disembodied hand game <laughs> uh so those games are coming out very soon uh they give a date for it. no dates for either of these right now uh but you know expected to come out sometime later this year or something to that extent um we also got news on foam stars which i am actually interested in i still don't know this is coming out uh next week i don't necessarily know if this is going to be a free-to-play game or is this whatever but this is like this is going to be like splatoon uh, splatoon basically but with foam and bubbles and i splatoon is something i look i guys i know you guys like that game i know that game has a a you know cult following if you will um i can't get down with it i just i, just, I maybe it's just, it's more like a again i'm kind of superficial in a lot of ways when it comes to visual design so it, it is it looks a really a little bit more kiddish but foam stars i love the visual design of it um it pretty much does the same thing gameplay wise i'm pretty sure but i love the anime look the visuals the color palette all of that stuff it really looks cool so this may be like mine like this is kind of like how it was with uh monster hunter up until uh, monster hunter rise which i finally beat mind you um i basically wasn't in to monster hunter like that because i felt like it was a little bit it felt a little bit too complex or you know tedious where whereas god hunter had a much more fun and it's still to me it still does i love monster hunter rise don't get it twisted i really got into monster hunter rise but after a while it was like god eater the god eater series is pretty much the same thing but there was a lot of things that you know they did that made it a lot more fun and also you not only just you didn't play by yourself you played with ai characters that helped you you know get these monsters as well so there was a lot of fun to that so but eventually i kind of got into it so who knows maybe i'll get into splatoon but for now this foam star looks like it's right up my alley i love just the character design and, and, and the bright vibrant saturated colors and everything it it appeals to me so we'll see how it goes i'll actually give it a try when it comes out next week so um other than that hell divers 2 which is a first person shooter game uh is coming out as well february 8th um next week uh which is coming out there so 
that is pretty much all of the announced for the uh for the um state of play which i felt like it was like i said it was it was solid there was nothing that um really stood out to me it was just you know there were some good games that i'm anticipating right now and i'm looking forward to it so we will see what happens there so other news to talk about is dragon ball kakarot with uh which has been you know has this is the second season that they're coming out with uh content right now bandai namco announced that the game ha uh, will have its latest dlc coming this month uh the dlc entitled goku's next journey will focus on the end of uh, dragon ball z when goku defeated boo and wished him back as oob uh to face him in the tournament so you guys remember that you know that moment that it was pretty much right after boo 10 years later he you know he goes and participates in this tournament because he knows that oob is going to be there and he this is pretty much all he wished he wished you know boo to be reincarnated to this little black kid <laughs> with a lot of powers or whatnot i don't know if he's black or he's supposed to be indian or whatever like that but he's a person of color now and um either way he goes back to face him so i know a lot of people myself included was hoping for the tournament of power and unfortunately we still may have to wait for that this is the end of season two and hopefully not the end of the entire you know franchise i hope that honestly that they really do go back into because they already did super they did um they did the 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 freezer saga the not the freezer saga uh who was it uh operation f or whatever like that so they already did that when they did um you know battle of the gods as well why not do the tournament of power they know people are aching for this so hopefully there will be a season three and if it is that's fine i will i'll be cool with this because i feel like this expansion right now is going to be a very short one that storyline with him getting oop was like only a few episodes it was like one or two up two maybe three episodes i think long that they had and it wasn't really that long so basically he went to go fight oop and then they just went away spoiler alert <laughs> if, you, if you haven't watched dragon ball z by now um but that was the end right before they went to gt and then went to super like years later so i i don't know folks we'll just have to see what happens there but it for what it's worth it looks really good it looks like a lot of fun they're gonna stay with that um with the on ground you know combat because that was the great part about the world's tournament the 22nd world tournament uh expansion that they did with the um king piccolo saga is that instead of being in air this time they're going to be focused on the ground so you, they had to kind of you know um add in a new form of combat to format the ground so it's kind of more or less like naruto and you know um and my hero academia style pretty much so i really enjoy what they did there so they look like they're continuing that there i guess maybe they did this to be able to you know um to keep utilizing the ground battle style which is fine i'm cool with it uh i just again and it honestly they could have did that with the um tournament of power too because if you guys remember the tournament of power is literally a battle royal that they can't really fly out of all the time or whatever like i think flying was not allowed in, a, in that tournament so they had to stay pretty much in the ground for the most part i just want to see it i just I, i'm dying to see because dragon ball z kakara is an awesome awesome dragon ball game um i am looking forward to 
hopefully getting our hands in this version because the animation and whatnot is just really well done uh and here in uh cyber connect 2 did a awesome job with this game to say the least i am also looking for the next game that they're coming out with as well as the dragon ball uh budokai series um which is uh what was the game uh sparkling zero i believe it's called so yeah man uh they they got a lot going on i i they never disappoint <laughs> they never never disappoint man and uh oh by the way can i mention this is february the most important game of the month and maybe the year is coming this year and that's final fantasy 7 rebirth i cannot i would be remiss if i did not mention that right now and uh they are really hyping it up we in our in our acmg facebook group right now in our little village i do i do have a um banner that is uh totally uh final fantasy 7 inspired you know so i am ready for this they also uh square enix also put in a gave us a little sneak peek at what we're what to expect and there's supposed to be like a mini game that's going to be in this um in in the next game which is going to have cloud play the piano so we got a little bit of a look of it right now and uh looks very interesting so this game is going to be huge so if you don't have a terabyte or two you know card in here and i gotta upgrade i literally gotta upgrade my um my card for to four gigs by um to four terabytes meaning uh because my four terabyte external hard drive it got corrupted <laughs> so you know what's so bad about that it got corrupted and i believe the marvel avengers game is in there and if i correct i won't be able to play that game anymore because it's no longer and at least i think it is it's no longer on the marketplace so i can't re-download it so that sucks in a lot of ways and it doesn't because that game was really that was a piece of work the story mode great piece of work but you know what else is another piece of work why not why have marvel you know avengers when we got suicide killed uh killed a justice league which is at the moment really disappointing people right now it already got bad reviews um and i've i've you know apparently according to alana pierce a lot of uh a lot of outlets a lot of media outlets major media outlets have not gotten their hands on a review copy that's strange as f like that 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 to me is like really weird and that's telling again this is wb games man you like a lot if people keep talking about like how bad the nintendo switch is it's not a lot of the games that had issues all has a common denominator or theme it's wb games it's any game that's affiliated with wb games another realm rocksteady they and whatever whoever the hell made um hogwarts uh legacy like but i heard hogwarts legacy wasn't bad on the switch i that's what i heard i haven't played it i haven't played any of the games but i you know this is one of those things it's like they just don't have the ability to be able to port that properly even though they ported um arkham city really good and that's an open world game as well but they i think they have a problem with rushing games in and they rushes the part that bothers me about that is that they did this in 2020 this is 2024 they did this in 2020 with cyberpunk and they pushed it out you know just trying to get out there and like how why did you not learn your lesson before okay learn your lesson the first time with that 
I don't care about the shareholders. Yeah, I'm not a shareholder. Even if I am a even if I am a shareholder, I would still be pissed that they did this because honestly, to me, yeah, I get it. You're making money regardless, but I want to back a company that is doing right to their customers, to their target audience, to their consumer base. I don't want to back up a company or rush them because especially if you don't know crap about video games and you you don't play games yourself but you just you're investing in this company because you you're they're getting paid no i hate that idea i really do i really do hate the idea of that um but since this game has launched it is whew, it is getting some really really bad reviews and warranted mind you because there's some issues with the game that it has had when it came out and they've been patching the game since but again i think people should know by now they already know what they've done wrong with these games again i just i still need to find out about that um i really still need to find out about that patch from mortal kombat 1 and see what the hell that did because that that was just out of the blue um so suicide squad launched early and the latest rocksteady dc title uh, you know that came out gamers have discovered bugs in the game that hinders their experience on top of that granted i will say this the beta that i played i had no issues with for some reason this one has issues and again well i'll keep going here on top of that gamers and especially batman fans have learned that batman dies in a game called kill the justice league which I guess if you don't know, Batman is a part of the Justice League and they got to kill him. So that's exactly what they did. I think the true anger from this is fans still, you know, from fans stem from the idea that Kevin Conroy's alleged, alleged final performance resulted in the death of a legendary and iconic portrayal of the Dark Knight based on a franchise that everybody loved, which was the Arkham Trilogy, because this game is in connection to the arkham trilogy this is a spinoff from the arkham trilogy and for those who did not you know who beat the game completely with the riddler uh all the riddler clues you got the complete ending which means you know that bruce wayne didn't die and he's still alive but for those who didn't you just got the fact that like he blew up in a, in, in that building and and it was a wayne manor or whatever like that um so no he's still alive up until this point but turns out spoiler alert he gets killed and i'm not i'm saying spoiler alert but like honestly it's everywhere tmz even covered this it was so bad <laughs> so um it was it was crazy as for the issues and bugs as an apology rocksteady offered a measly 20 bucks and i'm saying measly 20 bucks of in-game credit for those who experience these ongoing issues. I say a measly 20 bucks because guess what folks? That doesn't even scratch the surface of what you're gonna be paying if you start playing this game along. Take note, Suicide Squad sells DLC in game for in the game for cosmetics, much like Marvel Avengers did or Crystal Dynamics did with Marvel Avengers and other live service games. So if you guys remember Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix, had this monetization strategy to you know keep coming out with all these cosmetics and all this stuff and um and you're gonna keep buying this stuff by you know buying the end game currency or their bundle packs or whatever like that well guess what people that shit adds up majorly and this is no different so 
I had far be it for me to like not look into this. I looked into the add-on packages and the prices, and here's what you have. You got and this they call this Luther coin. I guess this is supposed to be like um, you know, cryptocurrency for that Lex Luthor is doing, whatever like that. So one thousand or eleven like I'll say eleven hundred Luther coin equals ten nine ninety-nine real real dollars. 2400 luther coin results in 1999 real dollars 3700 luther coin equals 29.99 500 luther coin which is for some reason placed after the other three and i'm doing this in the order of what i see in play on the playstation uh, um, store they put the lowest price one in the back so you wouldn't see that so 500 luther coin is only 4.99 now I say only $4.99, but it adds up if you keep buying it like that. And the biggest one, which thank goodness is not extremely big, like some other DLCs I've seen that were like $99.99, 6300 Luther coin results in $49.99. Now, I have not played the the actual full game, and I don't intend to until like they, you know, that thing goes on sale. Like I'm I'm not falling for this again. Uh, two things that they promised. Um, one day we're gonna fix those bugs. Two, no, well, three. Two, they were gonna preserve Kevin Conroy's performance. Three, they were gonna eventually make it offline. When that happens, and when the price is on sale, that's when I'll jump into this game. Cause I think there is something worth playing in this game. I did enjoy the the um the beta, but the idea that this is an online reliant game and there's no form of ownership to this game, screw you guys. Um, no, and screw that Ubisoft dude too. Screw that. Like, no, we want ownership of the game that we play in. And then on top of that, we don't want to be drained. This is another thing that I love about Tekken. Tekken does not try to drain your pocket. In fact, they give you money. <laughs> they give you, there's, a, there's items that you could buy in the game, but they, only give you in-game currency you don't there's no dlc of any kind outside that you have to rely on every time you beat a a um a character episode you get a million dollars in in-game currency already which you could use to, to buy items in the game thank you bandai namco for that i don't know why you don't do it for other games but thank you for that at least um if anybody recalls, the pricing of Marvel Avengers was exactly the same. When tallied up, the complete cosmetic content in the game added up to over 3,500 real dollars. Real, that's not in-game currency, that's real money. All those, and I did the math myself. I read the article and I'm like, this, that's just gotta be, it can't be true. I did the math. It does, and that's just the cosmetics. That's not including the other content like banners or you know other content that you would use for the game. That's just the cosmetics. So, and all that is just for one game. Are you effing kidding me? I know there's a thing called ignorance is bliss, but don't be stupid, people. Yes, you. The consumer base, not the gaming community, the consumer base. That's what you are. Before your fans, you should be consumers. You should look at this and be like, is this worth it? How many games can I get for that amount of money? And then on top of that, here's the thing. When they charging you 
let's say you go for the biggest one. Let's say you go for $49.99 and you get 6,300 Luther coin. One of those cosmetics probably costs a third of that or even half that like for one cosmetic for one gun or whatever like that they probably charge like like maybe 1100 so i mean that slices you down you only get like a few for 50 dollars. you probably only get like two or three different cosmetics for that much for 50 dollars. 49.99 is the is a new game 49.90 39 29.99 is a new game 19.99 is a new game depending on what game that you get like it could be a retro game or it could be a remake game that just come back out they usually charge 20 bucks for that 39.99 is a new game that is coming out 49.99 is a new game like i know they charging like 70 dollars now but think about it folks like that's you can put that money somewhere else you can put that money anywhere else not into like you please think i'm i'm, I'm doing omni man right now think guys think seriously this is ridiculous the, the the idea that they would do this and the idea the even worst part about this is that one this monetization strategy that they have on us really shows what they really think about us and they think that a lot of us are idiots and they think that we naive and they think that we won't do the math the sad reality is they're right there are people who are naive and lazy and stupid and won't do the math or can't do the math or doesn't understand them or figure out to do the math. And then an end of year comes, you realize like, how much did I spend on what? <laughs> For one game, especially a game that's really not working up to its abilities. Like what? No, there are so many other great games. I've reviewed a lot of these games. If you look last year, you can see how many A pluses I get that didn't have any of these issues that didn't try to nickel and dime you Tekken 8 is one of those games it's the first it's like the first full a plus that i gave this year okay even though it's like this is like what the second game i reviewed this year but we got a long way to go folks still it did everything for me either i mean just did that's what i want in a game this right here this is sad now we talked about kevin conroy and the alleged last performance of him, which Rocksteady absolutely said they advertised that this was the final performance and said that this is the final performance of Kevin Conroy. Turns out that not the case. How about that? Rocksteady lied to get us to buy this game. How dare them. So folks, turns out that after the outcry from fans, it was announced that just that Suicide Squad killed the Justice League is not the final performance that he will appear on. And in fact, he will absolutely appear in the upcoming three part movies, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earth, but he will be on part three. If you guys remember, I reviewed the first movie a couple of weeks ago. It was it was lukewarm at best you know it wasn't the I, as i remember as i recall it wasn't the best of the tomorrow verse saga that uh a series of movies that i've seen um it was the least favorite of mine so far but the fact that they're looking to do uh you know a three-part series 
I'm hoping things will turn up. And normally, if the other two were good, that might elevate the first one and make sense out of it. So we will see. But the fact that Kevin Conroy will be on air is awesome. He will be returning as Batman in air. Um, Conroy's publicist, however, also mentioned that he also recorded another role in Bruce Timm's Batman Cape Crusader, which is slated to uh, come to Prime Video. I thought that they dropped it. I thought that they canceled it out. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but either way, he actually was said to have recorded some lines for that, potentially not as Batman, however. So, because that would have, I, I forgot who they got to play Batman on that one too. So I don't, I got to check and see if that's still going to be a thing because it looked awesome. But I could have sworn that they actually um, canceled that. So we'll see how that, but no, Kevin Conroy will be back. Rocksteady, screw you guys. The, to me, this is, this is a fall from grace in a lot of ways. Not, I'm not being too, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but in a lot of ways, like this is a company that people loved for years because of what they did with what, what, what was considered one of the greatest video uh, comic book video games of all time up until Spider-Man came out. And honestly, I think as of right now, it could be argued that Spider-Man is the better of the bunch right now um and it, for a lot for just more than one reason like i still love arkham asylum arkham city arkham uh night but the the way that they're doing this and it just messes up the legacy of rocksteady like this puts a this puts a uh, stain in their legacy all of this because like when i mean arkham knight had issues but at the end of the day when those issues were done it was you know the game was solid it was good and the story was pretty good for the most part um I, like i'm not having fun with the batmobile thing on the switch version <laughs> at all but and again that's because they need to fix that game immediately i don't know where they're at with that but the trilogy was so great and it still is um it's just this situation right now man it, it it literally this just it does not make the rocksteady look good at all um insomniac I, I don't think we have to worry about Somniac games they've done absolutely tremendous for the longest time not just on spider-man but like ratchet and clank um among other games that they've done but i, I i'll tell you man um this this was it again wb games what the hell is going on with this company they're just doing they're just going so the wrong direction and again like people look at just connect everything together arkham trilogy mortal kombat this game and in a lot of ways you know cyberpunk 2077 uh, during 2020 all connects to wb caves so whatever this publishing company this publishing company has been doing to tell them to do whatever they need to stop if it takes a long time for these like do what square enix does square enix will, will not come out with a game until it's absolutely crisp and ready to come out like when 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 rebirth comes out at the end of the month i will guarantee you i will put money down that game is going to be awesome from start to finish there's going to be no issues at all if there is, we won't know about it because it's so minimal that it's just like, it's something that they see. They're perfectionists, <laughs> but they do not come out with games. It, like game, 
a game can take up to like five to 10 years. They will not do it until that game is absolutely ready. And then when it does, it's one of the best things ever. Bar none. Just learn from the best, man. Like Square Enix is one of the best out there to do it. Insomniac is one of the best out there to do it. Insomniac came out with Miles Morales and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> they didn't launch it. They When 2020 came and we were all going through our shit, in 2020 and we found out that what miles morales has his own game we did there was no hype there was no advertising for this it was a total surprise and i think it had a lot to do with the fact that marvel avengers um was in the midst of their own controversy as well and they didn't want they because if you guys remember um square enix also came out with um Guardians of the Galaxy, which actually did get an award and it was actually a much better game than Marvel Avengers. And it didn't do any of the things that Marvel Avengers did or uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League did. It was a offline one player uh, action RPG game. There was no in-app purchases. There was no uh, currency or anything needed to be done. It was a great freaking game. And which is sad because like they um they actually you know the co the company got sold um which is uh montreal edos was it uh edos montreal i believe um that that they bought and sold uh even though that game did get a lot of praise you know so i you know it's it's really it's really sad that they had to do this but like people learn from these companies don't rush things because of shareholders or what i don't care like yeah, of course I can't care because I'm not a shareholder. I'm not the company that has to deal with that. But like stand your ground, man. Like just tell them it's for the like it'll be better when it all comes about. Just give us the time. Let us get the time to make sure that these games come out solid. We're not going to rush it. We're not going to insult the intelligence of the gamer of the gaming community, which they often do, especially when you try to charge people all this crap. Like they, I, I, I argue this. I argue these prices. But at the same time, sadly, I know there are people who will, who are going to buy these things and don't do the math. And it's not here's the thing. It's not because they can't. Afford, it's not a matter of they can afford it. It's a matter of they don't realize what they're doing and they realize they're, they're not financially responsible. That's what it comes down to. It, like putting three over three thousand, you know, thirty five hundred dollars on one game. I would as much as a gamer as I am, I like to believe that I am still financially responsible with the games I choose and spending that much money for one game is ludicrous. And I'm trying to say if ludicrous is just going to appear like the state farm commercial right now, if I say ludicrous one more time. So no, it's, it literally is. No, he didn't appear, but I, I you know what? Like a good neighbor. Oh, no, it's not but even no, even still people use critical thinking, do the math. When you do the math, it, it'll pop in your head. Like this is ridiculous. I'm not paying for this. And then on top of that, paying for that much for a game that really is not living up to its standards. Come on. No way in hell. So, all right, let's move on. Let's talk wrestling here. All right. Post Vince era here. Um, we're getting a first look at two match types coming from WWE 2K24. I got to say, 
I've always had beef with 2K games in the last few years, but I will give them credit, especially in the midst of AEW Fight Forever and their launch. These guys got their shit together. They really did. Like, I, you know what I was afraid of too? Because um, 2023 ended up being the better wrestling game when you compare the two together. Like, everything that we thought that Fight Forever was going to be and should have been ended up not being for whatever reason. Because hey, I'm telling you, for those who'd never played an Aki Engine game, what you played in Fight Forever is an embarrassment of what we played back then. What we played back then in Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 and even No Mercy was a way more robust uh, game than what they've uh, came out with. And their monetization strategy sucked as well. Um, they gave us less and asked for more. When you play the, 60, the Nintendo 64 wrestling games using that same engine, you got a hell of a lot more for less. When you play WWE 2K23, or 22 or whichever all of those games compared to fight forever you still say what you will about how ridiculously redundant and repetitive they are or how bad 2020 was and 18 at some point um they still gave you a lot more than what fight forever gave you the only thing the only thing i positive i could give about fight forever is that it's a solid game and it plays on a Nintendo Switch, which is something that WWE 2K has still had issues with. It wasn't able to do. And 2K Games was not able to successfully port that game properly on the Nintendo Switch and they came out in 2018. Nor were 2K Games able to put in um, Marvel's Midnight Suns, I think for that same reason. So, because that was scheduled to be out on a Switch too. And I was so looking forward to that game being on a Switch. But nonetheless, I got to give them credit. Not only did they give us a lot more in 2023, it may improve that they had a better game than Fight Forever, which I'm a, I, I, I wish I could give credit to the person I saw this on, but um, there was a post that AEW Games put out like last week or something of that nature. And they were saying like, you know, what's your team name? And one person put it out. It was like, how about team? How did you let W, uh, 2k games become the better game <laughs> i had to like that one because it's true there is they had all the opportunity to be the better game and they didn't and 2k games came in tweaked it up because now they have competition i'm telling you had if, if 2k games did not have aew around i don't think they would have uh, evolved i don't think they would have done and patched that game up as great as they did i think to aew games's credit they lit a fire under 2k games's ass as did aew did to wwe and they both the real product and the game version became better and it's sad because they had all the momentum in the world to make this work and they didn't so like fight forever is just a just a generic solid wrestling game which is not a bad thing it's just you just want so much more but you don't also want to you should also already have it ready and not try to charge us more for you know stuff we should already have 2024 is here and so is 2k24 which is scheduled to come out on the uh the early like early march i believe march 5th can't wait for that 
this is the perfect time for me to jump in as I, as you guys know if you've been listening to the all elite geekly podcast with myself and boris roberto aguilar on sunday night's main event on you can go to sunday night's main event.com and check it out there uh you know and you heard me on um the tsn and uh news talk uh radio show when i was pairing on air we talked about how i just jumped back into wwe after the announcement that kevin dunn left which then led to the removal of vince mcmahon and i'm back fully so i'm excited about this wwe 2k game because technically this is tko's wwe game this is officially tko's wwe game um which means this is the this should be the first mcmahon uh, game without mcmahon and in light of the controversy that has happened they already erased him from history they did exactly what he did to a lot of other people throughout years they officially erased him from history they don't he's not on the website he's not acknowledged anywhere he's gone and this is poetic justice for so many reasons but i am hoping and they they already did it he better not i will this will be the best wwe game on the world if he's not on here he better not be in his game he should not be in it. honestly none of the mcmahon should be in the game even though shane is probably the lesser of the evils of the bunch uh way lesser of the evils of the bunch i don't want to see any of them on here let this be the first wwe 2k game without any of the mcmahon's on here we don't need them let it go um so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes but we got a little insight on what to expect this year and, and i i gotta say i'm excited because 2k games has put in a good amount of stuff in here that is going to make people a lot uh, you know a lot happy like the match types which we don't have to pay extra for are all in in and they added some some uh, some more sizzle to it so on a recent episode of xavier woods up up down down youtube show he along with coffee kingston Shayna baszler and tegan knox played two matches two match types to show off the upcoming game one of which is the new ambulance match and let me tell you this game looked like a lot of fun i enjoyed watching them i'm only going to imagine how much i'm going to enjoy playing this game the other is the return of backstage brawl which is a you know favorite that they have in there but they added some new bells and whistles to it the ambulance match was insanely good uh it started off with coffee kingston versus uh, xavier woods who played in a competitive ambulance match the object is to toss your opponent into the ambulance and close it uh winning the match there is a button mash and mini game sequence during the closing of the doors as you have to fight or keep you have to fight off or keep your opponent from uh coming out into the uh come going into the ambulance or going into the ambulance i should say you can also fight on top of the ambulance uh you know resulting in a pulling you know you could pull off moves up on the top of the uh, ambulance uh truck or even throw them off it, it's just a lot of fun here woods would eventually step away during gameplay tagging in Shayna baszler which which even it kicked up even further like Shayna is a hardcore gamer man and uh the her and coffee was just going crazy butt matching like they were getting fatigued <laughs> you could see it but it was awesome at the end by the end Shayna uh got the win and reclaiming her up up down down title belt then then they begin uh there was another episode that they did the backstage brawl 
you can now play in a uh triple threat match now you can do th uh th you know triple threat mode in this which i don't believe you were able to do the last time uh so that's a new and also note that ravishing rick rude is a character in the game he's back uh there is not there's now an elevator added to the backstage deal there wasn't there before but you could actually now there is an elevator you could actually go in and travel up or down the actual uh the actual platforms so i thought that was pretty cool and it is funny because you both go in like two people could go in and they're just civilized and they come out and they come out civilized but then they start fighting again it's hilarious so there is a section in the game also where you can um throw your opponent into a window a la Shawn michaels and Mark marty janetti so they added that into as well the backstage is as expected is huge it's a huge elaborate platform to traverse through and it ranges from backstage to the parking lot area uh, i think they did that now because uh, you know before the backstage matches where you would go into another room and it would load into the other room or you would load or you would go out to the stage you know i don't know if you could still do that or you'll be able to do that but um the last few backstage brawls have been mostly the backstage area and leading into the parking lot area which is this but it's just now it's just there's a lot of room and there's an ambulance truck in there and you could do the same thing that you do with the ambulance matches as well now i don't believe that you'll win that way but that's what you could do um how do you win this game is basically you just beat your man down until they lose a lot of, a lot of their health and you can result in a knockout move that knockout move can be like any regular move or any you know of course finisher or, or signature move as well so i've they shown where like people got lost after just a huge clothesline so you just got to have a really strong move to really knock them down now it's a lot of fun uh they've always been a lot of fun so i'm impressed so far I am looking forward to this game. I am excited about this. this is a new, this is truly, truly a new era for this company. One that I've been waiting for, for a very long time. And I didn't honestly, I swear to goodness, when I say this, I didn't think I was going to be alive to see this. I've been rebelling against this company, not because of the talent, not because of the, the presentation or the show, whatever because of the unethical acts of that man and how he treated those that staff and how he treated talent and how he you know and, and the cover-ups settlements and all the stuff that he's done this is truly a new era of wwe and uh it's a long time coming now if they could get rid of that saudi arabia that saudi contract really make it better but you know slow steps slow steps indeed folks that will do it for this edition of uh select start we're going to take a break come back enter the final stage and find out which of the three titan fighting games do i think deserves to sit on a throne and take the title and we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. 
TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Folks, you have reached the final stage of this program, and I am here to determine which fighting game did I think deserves the throne and the title of baddest and best fighting game this year, this fiscal year, mind you. Of course, again, Tekken 8 came out last week. You know the score I gave it. If you did not, go back and check it on the last week's episode as I reviewed it. But we got three titans in the fighting game industry all coming out within the course of 12 months. And... Which one did it best? And I'm here to give my thoughts on what I think of the best. You may have yours, but we're gonna talk about mine right now. Maybe you will agree and why? Maybe not, we'll see. But um, I will. we can all agree that this has been a great year for fighting games and all three of these games did, you know, have something to show for it. Which one did it best and which one didn't do it as good as we could? That's the only thing. But all of my categories are gonna be based on the grading system once again. Um, I won't go into the basis of which one I, you know, graded the most or whatever like that. I won't do grades in this in this case, but I will base it on the categories in which I do grade for and say which one I felt did that category the best from that order. So of course, as you know, we do we focus on story, originality and presentation, visual presentation and performance. Uh, we also go for sound and music. We also give gameplay. We also do fun factor, replay value, and actor performances. So we'll all base it on that, which I've done for all three of these games here. So let's get started with in terms of the story. Now, again, we say that Tekken gets the world's record for consistent storytelling. Well, it is. It gets consistent storytelling, but you can also make the argument for Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 6. Now, I absolutely enjoy Tekken 8's story. And I also enjoy Street Fighter stories because Street Fighter was the original fighting game that started having backstories of characters. You know, and I've followed Street Fighter since day one. So I know a lot of the backstories of a lot of the characters in there. And that's partly, mostly what intrigued me about fighting games is that not you're not just fighting random characters just for the sake of fighting. There's a purpose of why each character is fighting in this tournament. They, they all have their own purpose, their own reasons, and they have their own goals. And that would kind of lures you in from a storyline standpoint. Mortal Kombat, same thing. They took from Street Fighter and made their own version of it, but also take took from, which all of them took from Into the Dragon, Bruce Lee's Into the Dragon, because that's where all the, you know, all of the influence came from, that movie. If, you've, if, if you're like a Gen Z or millennial that hasn't watched Bruce Lee's Into the Dragon, I highly recommend you go back. I, that, that movie still is awesome. But a lot of the tournament storyline aspect that Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and every fighting game gets from it all stems from enter the dragon so if you want to reference where that come from go watch that movie fantastic 
so with that said i you know i i was as much as i love the tekken ace story i feel like mortal kombat deserves praise for what they've done here because i did like while i you know there were things about the game um that disappointed me and things that i felt that they could have done better when it came to the story i did enjoy the story i did like what they did with the changing of the timelines that Liu kang has done um and of course it all led to the armageddon section of the game which was just crazy um and it looks like it's not going to end from here so i did enjoy that a little bit more because i felt like the production value the storytelling the writing of this story i thought they did a really good job there um the characters you were really invested in to that so i felt like mortal kombat 1 gets the nod for best story um which leads to the understanding of why street fighter 6 isn't in the play here because street fighter 6 we i talked about this many times when i reviewed it i know the story reading the comics the prelude comics shout out to uh uh to jo jeffrey chompa cruz uh as he was a part of that as well he did the covers for that now while i did like the story i felt the actual story in game on the world tour fell off because they didn't really follow through and they left gaps and holes in there because when you read the comic then you know ken has been set up by jp or jean pierre i believe his name um which is like the main bad guy of the story but then you play the game and he's already everything was solved <laughs> when you go when you go find ken he they already figured out that like he was already he was innocent of his crimes or whatever like that you didn't even get a chance to go and explore that part of the story it was already done jp is like already they already know it's jp like where in the hell what where did we get a chance to even get through all this part so it just led me to believe that there's a possibility because they did this before with street fighter 5 um where we ended up getting an expansion story that really kind of put everything together i'm hoping that street fighter 6 gets the same treatment and that we get an expansion story that shows the the what happens and during the after effects of the prelude and we're seeing ken you know going to prove his innocence and his empire through all the things that has happened in jp the only reason why i know this story is because i read the book and i don't know if everybody read the comic the prelude comics to this that's the problem if you didn't read the comic you're going to be lost in the storytelling of that and it's not to say it's a bad story it's actually a good story they just didn't follow through so it was no way to hell i could give in comparison when you compare tekken 8 and mortal kombat there's no way in hell i can really say that that was a better story because we don't we didn't see it fleshed out so tekken 8 as great as that was i felt mortal kombat gets the nod for best story in this part <coughs> excuse me all right moving on to originality originality in, in the terms of which you can do within this fighting game if you learn if you listen to my review last week i mentioned how both Mortal Kombat and Tekken did a great job. And actually Street Fighter too, because Street Fighter, the world tour mode, tour mode is something that we never got to see before. One, you got to create your own avatar character and that character can use Street Fighter moves. And this is not, this is not a nuance because they did this before with 
Street Fighter Alpha, uh, EX, uh, Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha. You could create your own character who could do moves there. What they were able to do is expand it by creating this elaborate, you know, platforming type of environment that you could traverse through in different parts of the area in the world or whatnot. You could travel to different parts of the world. Some places you can actually, you know, walk around on a platform. Other places was just like this small little stage. But either way, you're able to interact and and uh with other people and fight other people and you know have some rpg elements to it and you can you know gain more skills and whatnot so that was really cool that was highly original mortal kombat i uh, i would say they had the invasion mode which is basically a board game in, in a lot of ways that you just keep fighting so in a lot of ways um it was fun but not the most original I've seen in terms of, um, you know, originality or something like, like I've seen, they've done better. They actually had something similar to the world world tour mode on street fighter six in the form of, um, who was it? Deceptions was it? Because you got to play, uh, as the character that they that's on that's in the game. Um, Shijinko, and you got to see his story leading up to what happens with that so it was like a fully fleshed out story here invasion mode is just like you just gathering more you know unlocking content by fighting constantly fighting and also it's a it's fun but it's not the most fun and it's not the most original we've seen it's like it's mario party <laughs> with you know but fighting in there basically tekken 8 however I thought they went in the same direction as 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 uh, Mortal Kombat in terms of their Armageddon mode within the story mode. Here's two things. Two things that was awesome about this. One, the return of uh, Tekken Ball, which is not a the most original thing because they've already done it, but they brought back Tekken Force and kind of assimilated that into the story mode. So within the story mode, they kind of had this really much like the Mortal Kombat Armageddon mode they have this basically situation and, and again with the with the armageddon mode here what i loved is that um you not you get to play as random people every single time and you can pick between any of the characters of the game and the game's roster and during armageddon mode which is going to lead into these really crazy stories and have you fight against these different timeline versions of you know the game the problem was is that when you played on a nintendo switch um there i again i haven't played it be, since this new patch just snuck itself in this morning but you have to go randomly against this thing problem is the loading time and all the stuff plays into that factor it, it really kind of hinders the experience but they have gotten the upgrades and the patches have made it the experience a little bit better i still need to find out what the hell that patch was for in there i'm pretty sure it's probably some stability fixes with that game i want to know exactly what it is i wonder if they're going to mention it or we're just supposed to not really recognize that that there was a, a a patch update just just this morning so we'll see but while i enjoyed that i think tekken 8 did it just a little bit better by assimilating tekken force mode within that mode because you know there was an all-out end game infinity war-esque type of you know battle and within the progress the progressive uh the progression part of the story mode you were able to um you know go from character to character and fight against in this war 
but you were also fighting against different troops. And I was like, yo, this is Tekken Force mode. If you guys don't remember, like I mentioned last week, Tekken Force mode was like a beat em up uh, side game that, you know, was in one of the Tekkens. I think Tekken 3, they added for there. And Tekken 5 also had their own Tekken Force mode as well. People asked for this and we they actually gave it to us. Also, what I loved about the story mode was they added some type of a they they added some type of tournament mode progression in here where you could pick, you know, one of the two characters that you would face in the mode. You know, didn't really change the, the idea of the story itself, but it was really cool to have. So I like that they actually focused on the tournament aspect of the Tekken tournament, which is really kind of the source of what all of the storytelling is about. So it not only you're still focusing on the, the tournament aspect, which Mortal Kombat one does as well, but not as good as this. Um, Cause they still have their like competition and tournament, but it's really like lightly mentioned in Tekken one in Tekken eight, they absolutely go full hard on the, just the, the progression of the story based around the tournament. So. I really liked it. It did that, but also they did expand on the story by having this all out battle and doing the Tekken force mode aspect too. So with that said, if I'm giving a nod, the top nod for originality presentation there, it's going to be Tekken eight for this. I thought they did really well there and I enjoyed the story mode, uh, and what they did within it there. And then also added to the fact they also have a world tour mode of their own in the form of the, um, the quest. The, uh, the, uh, the quest mode in there, which plays exactly like the world tour mode and has its own storytelling in itself in there. So along with the fact that they also have the character, um, the character episodes, which I think they're like 32 characters in there. Each character has their own CGI ending. Highly recommend you do, uh, Kazuya's. If you play Tekken one, and if you read through the, the manual, then you know they pay homage to the, the actual bio of Kazuya. If you're a longtime Tekken fan, you will appreciate that undoubtedly. <laughs> so I highly recommend you definitely check that one out if you haven't. So let's go to visual presentation again. All three games are gorgeous, but damn. As much as I love Street Fighter VI and, and, and their art style, in our direction beautiful mortal kombat took it a little step more with the photorealistic type of look which is awesome it looks okay on the nintendo switch mind you not as of course it's not going to be as elaborate and detailed as you would see on the um ps5 which looks absolutely stunning damn tekken 8 the amount of detail and layers that they have on the costumes, on the skin textures, the hair strands. I mean, it just looks incredible. The stage design as well, it just looks absolutely fantastic. It They just went the extra mile with this. Um, man, I mean, just look at some of the, the character designs, the costume designs, the, all that stuff. It just looks so great. And, uh, and then on top of that, like all of the customizations and the cosmetics that they have in the game, it just looks so awesome. So I got to give the nod to Tekken 8 for that as well. I thought they did a really great job aesthetically with the overall look. Now, again, all three games look awesome visually, but I think just if you look at Tekken in detail, 
it just they put so much extra into that game it just looks phenomenal so um as far as sound and music goes i honestly i can't i can't with all three of them because all three were actually great all of them had great musical scores uh tekken 8 with the dubstep and the uh any the uh some in the theatrical scores that were you know mixed in together um street fighter 6 with the kind of hip-hop-ish type of you know um back you know scores and instrumentals and all that stuff um and and sort of the mellow jazz type of r&b-ish type of deal that they mixed in i thought that was awesome mortal kombat with the you know big budget movie score you know theatrical music as well and then also shout out to mega ran who also did a uh a track on air too honestly i don't have a favorite to this i can't do it all three of them were great in their own way i gave that a three-way tie and they sound of music was just great on all of them so that, that one got a three-way tie in terms of gameplay this was a hard one for me because i like all three gameplays i love three con the control schemes all three of them are so diverse um and, and a lot of contrast compared to all three um mortal kombat plays a, a little bit like tech um like uh street fighter but of course it has own feel and vibe to it and it flows really well it, it it it's you know it works really well and it's fluid on no matter where you play it even on the switch whether it's the switch whether it's xbox or whatever it uh, all when it comes to gameplay it all plays great on there street fighter 6 it's the it's it's the uh it's the genesis of what we all do it still plays great it plays balance it is beautiful it, it there's it there's a mix of speed and balance to it and pacing that's great on it with that said tekken 8 is freaking intense fast pace and exciting it is just like whether you're playing the simple mode and this is the part I love too, because unlike Street Fighter Six, which you have to pick between the simple, the, sim the simplistic uh, style of play, the simple play, which is like you just hit a button and it automatically executes a move, or you just play the traditional way, which I prefer. Tekken Eight allows you to switch in and out of it in an instant. So even if you like say you're good at one game character, you could just play the traditional way of playing and do the combos there. But if you play a character that you know some of the mixtures of it and you want to go in and out, you could just hit the button and you could go into simplistic mode, do a hit an easy combo there and get out and play it. And like it, it really plays into the to the uh, the handicap of it, if you will. And uh, I thought it did a great job with it. So I enjoyed the actual control scheme and gameplay of Tekken 8 more than I did the other two. And that's not taking anything away from the other two again all three of the gameplays are great but i think what they did with tekken met with like it, it made for not only that they added like two new fresh type of impact moves that can really add on to the dramatic and the, and the pageantry of the game i enjoyed the fast-paced gameplay of tekken 8 just a little bit more than both of those two uh all of them are great all of them, you like you won't be bad at anything, but I think just I, I have to give Tekken 8 the nod for that one. Fun factor. Again, we gotta go back to this. Like Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal Kombat 1. It's fun. The story mode is is really good. Um, but invasion is pretty much in in, in the story and the uh in the tower modes, 
it's pretty much kind of the same thing that we've already had before so but it's fun but when you compare it to these two i think these two give you just a little bit more to it than that uh again the the world tour mode and you compare the world world tour mode and the evasion mode they're you know it's pretty much the same thing to a lot of ways um but it just feels like world tour you could just try you could just travel around everywhere just feel like you're you're able to explore more whereas like mortal kombat the evasion mode it's just you literally it just feels like you're playing a board game seriously <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just i feel like there's there's a little bit more fresh feel to do it again you're traveling along as a avatar character that can do street fighter moves so there's a lot of more customary customization aspects to it that you can play with all that said again tekken 8 fun factor to me was just great i mean just playing the fast play the fast-paced gameplay along with the awesome story mode and then on top of that you got technically you got three story modes in this game you got arcade you got arcade quests and then you also have um the actual main story as well so all of that and like i still haven't really um, i finished all of the character episodes or the like there's a lot more i think there's a lot more fun to be had with tekken along with that i still haven't even got into customizing all of the characters and we still got characters coming soon too like eddie gordo is going to be the first coming out too and we got surprise characters we don't know what it is my only my only issue and i hope that they fix this issue because i mentioned this i forgot where i mentioned this before but one of my biggest pet peeves with tekken 7 was the idea that they actually um didn't include the the character guest characters weren't inclusive into the universe that they had only only uh akuma uh was included into the story of them negan noctis and whoever else the hell they had in there just did not match up with what was going on in the story and i'm like why not why not include them into the story uh, everybody who has a guest character most likely includes it. Like even I believe Hamaru on uh Samurai Showdown appeared on uh what was it, Soul Calibur? And he was included in some form of fashion. When you play Netherrealm games, all of their guest characters are always included. And Omni-Man has a backstory into the world of Mortal Kombat. Okay. So um you know the teenage mutant ninja turtles were included hellboy was included into injustice 2. they somehow in, in you know made an inclusive into the storyline i need tekken to do the same thing with these new characters can they please don't just make them random characters just for the sake of random i you know yeah they're fun to play but it's like at the end of the day it takes away your you know it doesn't suspend your disbelief to like why are these playing these characters <laughs> would these characters have anything to do like how the hell did negan have anything to do with the tekken universe could you make sense of that like it's just there it's like we're not in that age anymore where we're okay with characters just being in there for the sake of being in there you could do a little bit more you could be a little bit more creative with these games now and allow them to have some you know uh some association with the actual universe in some form or fashion even if just for a short period just do it but other than that i'll give tekken 8 the nod here be uh just it's just it adds has a little bit more fun factor to me than the other two and again that doesn't take anything away from the other two because you could have just as much fun with the other two i just felt like me personally 
I enjoyed my, uh, I'm enjoying Tekken 8. I am excited about Tekken 8, uh, Tekken 8 fun factor a lot more than the other two. Um, replay value. This is another one. All three of them has huge replays uh, replay value. Even though I said like the one has a little bit more fun factor, just still you could do a lot with the other two. Um, I will give them the three-way tie nod for this one. So um, I think there's a lot of replay value to be had with each and every one of them in a case. Uh, they all have multiple different modes that you could play, different stories to tell and stuff like that. Um, they're all great replay values for them, in my opinion. And lastly, there's actor performances. And this goes back to the story mode part again. I mentioned when it comes to Mortal Kombat, they put in, they, they got a lot of celebrity guests to play these roles and some caliber actors to play these roles and some great writing. So the actor performances played really greatly with the storytelling of Mortal Kombat uh, than it did the other games. It's not taking anything away from Tekken 8 because again, what I loved about Tekken 8 is that which they which no other fighting game has ever done it's like one or the other it's japanese maybe uh chinese french maybe and or english it's usually one or the other it's like it's english or it's chinese or it's english or it's japanese or it's english or it's french or whatever um some of them have multi-languages and you just have to pick between one or the other tekken is the only game because they did this i think five six and uh five six and seven uh no uh, six, seven, eight. It's the only game that has multi-language uh, multi actors, um, which means like one actor who's from United States, they're going to speak English. Another actor is from France. They're going to speak French. Another actor is from, you know, uh, Israel. And they're going to speak their language. Brazil, they're going to speak Portugal. Japanese, they're going to speak Japan and somehow they're all going to interact with each other, with each other and understand each other's language because they're multi they're all multilingual. I'm okay with that. It's awesome. My only, the only thing is, I don't know if those, those acting performances are as good. So I'm basically, I'm kind of biased in a sense because, you know, I only speak English, I only speak one language, but I enjoy, I absolutely enjoy what Tekken does. Um, and it just shows representation for everybody. Like if they have a character that is specifically for that region in that country, they respectfully find an actor that will play. And, and I do believe um, one of the actors is a well-known actor that plays in a uh, TV series, a movie or whatever like that. He's um, the guy Raven's uh, superior in the ninja clan that he's in or the agency that he's in. So uh, I believe he's a well-known character of a certain you know TV show that they uh, acquired as well. But Mortal Kombat, just it, it just to write it, it just it feels like a movie when I watch it. And then the actor performances are portrayed that way as well. So that's this is the part where WB Games gets it right because it's Warner Brothers and they produce these games like the movie. Say what you will about the the actual, you know, um the stability of the game or the you know the functionality of the game. When it comes to the storytelling and the writing. This is where Warner Brothers gets it good. They write great stories. Cyberpunk was tremendous. Um, didn't they do Witcher too? I don't, I, no, don't quote me. I don't think they did Witcher. Um, but Cyberpunk was tremendous. The expansion was hell of a good, really, really good. Um, Mortal Kombat 
All the Mortal Kombat's great stories told. Gotham, great stories. I'm pretty sure Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is probably good too. It's just, you can't get around that whole entire situation. So with that said, the actor performances, I give the nod to Mortal Kombat 1, second by Tekken 8, and third by Street Fighter because just the problem with Street Fighter. Again, <laughs> we don't have, shout out to, shout out to Kyle Aber who plays Ryu. Great friend and great friend of the show. When you go to find Ryu in these world tour mode, he only barely says one or two lines or whatever like that. Um, and then you play the actual arcade mode. He gets like a few lines as well. We don't really get to see too much of their performances in here. Um, and a lot of it because they don't have an elaborate story mode. Again, I am hoping that that is coming. I'm hoping. I mean, this is Street Fighter Six is going to be out for a long time. So I please Capcom, please do this game justice and do what you did last time, because I love the Shadowfall storyline. Uh, it needed that storyline. I hope that, it, that, that they're aiming to do that again. Of course, I can't reach out to Kyle to say it because I don't want him to lose his job, nor will he be where he tell nor will he tell me because he is ever so he was he's ever so uh disciplined as the person that he portrays he will not reveal <laughs> and nor did i want him to reveal uh that there's a game coming out he didn't do it the last time when we had to, when we interviewed um back then when we for street fighter 5 was out so we only did it after the fact and i i you know i'm 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 hoping that they're working on it and they've already worked on it you know they they usually work on these things like years in advance. They're just producing the actual gameplay. So we'll see. But for now, it's uh, we unfortunately we can't base it on it. So uh, Mortal Kombat gets the actor performance is not from there. So there you have it. So with all of the categories put together, it looks like overall, aside from if you add the if you don't even add the, the three way ties, which was only two Tekken eight gets more than odds for me um they they basically they got uh fun factor they got gameplay they got visual presentation and they got originality along with the three-way ties for sound and music and um replay value so technically the three-way tie is an extra point on them giving them six so they won four categories out of uh out of the bunch and then you add the other two is six so to me, Tekken 8 right now gets the nod for best fighting game of them all. But again, folks, that is just my opinion, my preference, my playthrough experience and my enjoyment. You may have a different enjoyment and more power to you, because to be honest, there is no wrong answer. Maybe for Mortal Kombat, maybe <laughs> there is no real wrong. Like all three games are a lot of fun to have uh, on all platforms, especially now because you know, Nintendo Switch has improved on Mortal Kombat 1 uh, over time. I believe there may be an improvement done on air right now, too. Again, hopefully by next week, I can follow up and find out what the hell it was that they um, updated the game with right there. So we will see. But right now, Tekken, you get the title. You take the throne. Congratulations to you. And all three games I highly recommend getting if you're a fighting game fan. If you are a true fighting game fan, you've already gotten them right there. So go anyway check them out they're all the titans are here but i will say this tekken 8 
I don't think there's going to be any competition for Tekken in terms of best fighting game of the year this year. I just don't. Unless Street Fighter 6 comes out with something elaborate and Mortal Kombat comes out with an elaborate expansions or whatnot, I don't see anything coming. So they may take the throne. And this may have been strategic on their part too. And kudos to them for doing it. But I don't think they had to worry. I don't. I think their game was already a lot of fun already. And they, they could have possibly have won last year if, if they came out last year too. So we... We'll see about what happens this year. But folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. Um, next week, I still got a rise, uh, the details of a rise expansion to do, as well as another game. But um, Jujutsu Kaisen just came out today, and I decided to pick it up. So that is going to be the game I play next week. Maybe the week after, I will check with Tales of a Rise and give my thoughts on that too, because uh, I still got a really jump on that game actually to be honest i haven't been playing that game i've been playing persona 5 real <laughs> all over again and oh uh, my god that game why is that game so relevant right now if you play uh persona 5 real the storyline the story of that game it matches to a lot of what's going on in pop culture today and in politics it is insanely relevant even to the recent Vince McMahon situation right now. This is so relevant. I really, I, I play this game like I'm reading a novel and it just makes me feel like I wish the Phantom Thieves was a real thing because there are a lot of people, a lot of people that needs to get their hearts changed and, and treasure stolen right now. So, but nonetheless, Juju, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, the game will be reviewed next week. I'll give my thoughts on that. Uh, maybe Tales of Arise later on, but we're all counting down to the premiere of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is geared to be the game of 2024. We will see, we're already seeing signs of it. They're teasing us with things right now. Go on uh, their official, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, their official social media platforms. They're showing mini games of Cloud playing piano and all sorts of things, but we're gonna see more coming from this, but this is the most anticipated game of 2024. Guaranteed, this is not gonna let us down. This is just one thing you can count on is Square Enix. So get ready, folks, it is coming. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. This Sunday, I will have a new show. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna be talking about, but there's definitely news out right now in the world of our favorite fandoms. So stay tuned and what see if I'm gonna review anything, it's just gonna be a new segment, whatnot, uh, whatnot. Um always check out my new show, All Elite Geekly, uh, with myself and Boris Roberto Aguilar of Sunday night's main event. Also, check out if you're a wrestling fan, check out Canada's premier uh radio show on TSN. You could if even if you're not in Canada. Do what I did. I always uh, listen to the show online because uh, obviously none of a lot of us in the states don't live in Toronto. But TSN Radio, you could check it there as well as uh, News Talk. Uh, uh, what is it? It is News Talk, isn't it? Um, news Talk Radio uh, six ten. You could check it out there, and um, I'm I appeared on there every so often. I'll be you know appearing on a roundtable every so often, but. I also have a show called All Elite Geekly, which we talk about our favorite fandoms, much like we do here. And we give our reviews of AEW Dynamite for the week and uh, other stuff as well. So we have a lot of fun talking about it. We shoot the shit and just enjoy all things anime, comics, movie, um, movies and games and 
professional wrestling as well. So uh, go to Sunday night's main event dot com and you can uh check it all out there as well as wherever podcasts are played as well and they have a patreon page that you want you could check out for some extra exclusive content as well and they have a t-shirt line that just came up too so check that out as well uh it's a, one of the longest running canada radio shows covering wrestling uh in the last 20 years and i've been following them since almost like near the end of the attitude era or whatnot so uh awesome show and is a great and honorable to be a part of which is crazy that a kid from a guy from new uh philadelphia leads his way into all these situations it's just it's a crazy road that i live in so go out of your way check it out but if you like this episode and every episode of talk time live you can always go to our official website on talktimelive.com um dot com i'm a little stuffy right now on TalkTimeLive.com, you can check out all of our audio episodes, our video exclusive uh, interviews with some of the best and brightest and your favorites in all things anime, comics, movies, and games. Um, you can also subscribe and download this show to your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it, we are there. Just type in ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, hit that subscribe button, and you'll never miss a beat from there. So guys, thank you so much again. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, guys. And I will talk to you Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.